The comeback clips were in full effect on Sunday afternoon. It looked like it was going to be one of those dreaded matinee games, but it ended up being my favorite home game I attended this season. Electric atmosphere, players agreed, big time win, a win that maybe we wouldn't have gotten last year. Going to talk about it all on today's Locked On Comeback Clippers. You are Locked On Clippers. Your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, sir, you are locking in with the Clips. Thank you for making Locked On Clippers the first listen of your day, your team every day. I'm your host, Darren Vaziri, born and raised in L.A. and in my 19th season as a Clipper fan, halfway through my 19th season as a Clipper fan. Before we get started, you already know the drill. Make sure you're subscribed to Locked On Clippers. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube, where I want you to let me know Was that your favorite, uh, I don't know, I wouldn't say your favorite win of the season, but was it the most exciting win of the season? Let me know. We've had some good ones. I'll tell you, for me, it was my favorite game I went to. I'll talk about why and the whole rundown in the game, but today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn is the best place to hire. All you got to do is post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NBA. The Clippers. I missed you. I missed all of you. It's been a couple of days. Haven't had a game. I think the players had too long of a rest considering how they started the game. Down 16-0 to to begin. Our transition defense throughout the game was atrocious. Terrible. Nobody was getting back fast enough. No communicating. I had very few moments in the first half where I was like, good defense, PG or Kawhi. And those are the two guys that have been really stepping it up without Zubats defensively, who we, were, who we were again without, of course. So, and you already know he's going to be out for four weeks, at least at least four weeks till he gets reevaluated. But Mason Plumlee stepped in, and I thought he was pretty non-existent in my opinion. 15 minutes only, he had seven points and eight rebounds on one for three shooting. Five for six on the line, so you'll take that. But yeah, he wasn't very good, and... Even though we were down 16-0, I thought we did a good job of weathering the storm. Terrence Mann actually got the party started with six points. He may have had our first eight, but I remember he had the first six with two threes. And he had that and one. And he went to the crowd and really let out some emotion. And I thought that was great because you're starting to see that T is getting his confidence back. And in this game, you know, he didn't play that much, 26 minutes, solid amount. He was fantastic, but most of his damage in terms of scoring was done in the first quarter, but I thought he was very good defensively throughout the game. 13 points, 3 rebounds, 2 assists, and a steal for T. No turnovers on 66% shooting from the field and 3 and 100% from the line. 4 for 6 from the field, 2 for 3 from deep, and 3 for 3 from the line. But let me tell you, it got ugly after that. So after the 16-0 run, I think the Clippers went on an 18-2 run to tie it. But for the rest of the game, 
we were playing catch up. Nets outscored us 34-25 in the second and outscored us 38-35 in the third. So at that point, they had won every single quarter. They were about to give no quarter. (laughs) They were up by 12 at the half and 15 going into the third. And right before Russell Westbrook made that buzzer-beating three from the right wing at the end of the third quarter, they were up by 18. You know, an 18-point lead in today's NBA is not what it used to be. But 18 points going into the fourth, Kawhi can't make a shot. Paul George can't make a shot. James Harden had a poor first half. He's starting to pick it up. It was really Russell Westbrook was the and Terrence Mann were really the only ones consistently hitting shots. I mean, Daniel Tice wasn't that bad either up until that up until that point. And James Harden just, just started to cook. But the fourth quarter, oh, the fourth quarter, insane. 41 to 15, we won. And one of the reasons why we were struggling majorly was that I talked about transition defense, but Cam Thomas of the Nets, it was Mikhail Bridges that got their party started, but Cam Thomas, he is a microwave. And if you're familiar with Cam Thomas, you know that, but if you're familiar with the Clippers against Cam Thomas, you'll remember that last year, even though we got a win out there in Brooklyn, we scraped by and he almost beat us with KD out and all that. He was unbelievable. And the guy is, when he gets hot, he's a problem. He has a whole variety of shots in his arsenal. And the problem we were having was we were throwing Daniel. We had drop coverage throughout on everybody else on the nets, like Dinwiddie, Bridges. But against Cam, we wanted to take away that pull-up three. So we hedged with the screen, then rotated and recovered. But Cam was doing a good job of making that first pass and getting them into those four-on-three situations A lot of times Kawhi did a pretty good job of rotating and taking away that open layup, but the open three was left open because, again, you're basically blitzing Cam Thomas, getting the ball out of his hands. Now they have a four-on-three situation and they're hitting. So I was like, man, we don't have Zubats, even though Zubats is not necessarily a big that's going to go out. He's going to play drop coverage, but he's a lot bigger. You know, Daniel Tice and Mason Plumlee, they're not really protecting the rim. Although I will say this, Daniel Tice, he tries. Like, he goes up for everything. That's why he gets dunked on a lot, and he got dunked on in this game by Claxton. I think it was Claxton. May have been Watford. But you can correct me in the comments. Daniel Tice, overall, his activity is good, though. Eight points, three rebounds, one assist, two blocks. So as I said, he gets dunked on, but he still gets a couple of blocks. Mason Plumlee, can't say the same. And Daniel Tice only played two more minutes than him. And I thought Tice did a very good job of finishing uh, on the roll, whether it be with Harden or with Westbrook or Kawhi. And then just being at the right place, right time around the basket. You know, he and James Harden, you, talk, you heard, if, if you watch the episode of Podcast P, if it's a Zubats, he was talking about James Harden, how he perfects the pick and roll with his bigs. And how he spends an hour after practice, you know, going through things with the bigs. Just timing-wise, I'm guessing, you know, pass-wise, where they like their passes, when he's going to throw them, this and that. So you can really see why James Harden is the pick-and-roll maestro that he is that he has been over the course of his career. And he's really starting to develop chemistry with not just Zubats that we were talking about before he got hurt, but Tice as well. So I'm really happy with Tice. You know, he's going to get dunked on. He's going to be an undersized five. He was getting taken advantage of in the pick-and-roll. But at the end of the day, he's doing what you need him to do and what you need him to do is be another big body and he works hard and he he's been so much better than expected so i kept saying though we got to go small 
And there was a lot of moments of small ball in this game from both sides. When the Nets went with Watford in the game, you know, they basically were switching him onto guards. And there was small ball lineups. Sometimes there was Cam Thomas. I'm sorry, Cam Johnson at the five. And the Clippers, you know, they'd match that with the big four plus Terrence at some stages. And then there was that, the lineup that closed that ultimately made the comeback, which was the big four plus Norm. And you're actually finally getting some good stuff from all four of them on the court together. And I think part of it is because it was with a spacer. If it's Zoo and Russ and then the big other three, Harden, Paul, and Kawhi, I think it forces Russ and Zoo to be off ball too much and they're just both kind of clogging things. So the big four, the big four with the spacer, that is has potential. And in this game, I thought the switching... You know, they were going to target James Harden in the pick and roll. When when we went without a big, which was a good amount, the weak link to them is going to be Harden. A couple times he got scored on. One time Spencer Dinwiddie blew right by him in the first half. But overall, and especially in the fourth, I think James Harden took the challenge, took it personally, and did a solid job moving his feet. And at one point in this game, he even got on the floor for a loose ball. You got to love that. I did not expect to see that when he was coming to the Clippers. And obviously it doesn't happen that often, but you got to appreciate it. Absolutely got appreciated. I thought he really stood up to the task defensively. And I thought that offensively, he started hitting his three ball. And he made some very good reads in the pick and roll. But also, doing a good job of getting the step on guys. Forcing a second defender to come. And then, of course, when you throw two defenders on James Harden, 90% of the time, he is going to make the right pass and in the second half of this game James Harden had 15 points and 7 assists that's just in the second half he had 24 points, 5 rebounds and 10 assists to go along with 2 steals and a block he did turn the ball over 4 times but I think if you wanted to choose James Harden as your player of the game you absolutely could I think that was part of the reason we came back so the switch everything and our individual defenders were sticking up to the task but I also think the entire lineup that was in just started taking more pride defensively. Like, it's not rocket science when you have this much talent. You can't always wait to turn it on. The Nets, they're a decent team, but they still lack real star power. And the way the crowd just kind of affected the momentum. You know, there are games where you're at, the best games as a fan to be at are the ones where you feel like you're affecting the very next play. And... You just knew when Norman Powell shot that corner three to make it a one-point game, it was going in. You just knew that they were going to miss some of the shots that they took. The momentum was too high. The players' defense was too good. And how about Russell Westbrook? I haven't even mentioned his name yet, and he was my player of the game because he was good in both halves. Instantly got to the basket over and over again. Had his little bank shots, playing defense, huge plays at the end of the game, defending, rebounding, throwing outlets. And how about Kawhi Leonard? Rough game all night or all day, but in the fourth quarter, absolutely turned up, and that sequence, you know, I got it all on video, that video will be out on my uh, Dime Dropper channel on Monday, but step back three, bucket, then Westbrook gets, you know, contest Mikel Bridges at the rim, rebounds, outlets to Norm Powell for the dunk, Norm Powell, who I thought was pretty big time in the fourth quarter with 
Seven points on two for two shooting. But Kawhi, 14 points in the fourth. And after that dunk by Powell, we got another stop. And then Kawhi hit a left corner three just for good measure. Here's the best part about it. He only played six minutes in the fourth quarter. And he had 14 points on four for four shooting. So 14 of his 21 came in the fourth. He finished with 21 points, four rebounds, and four assists to go along with one block. He did turn the ball over two times, which is whatever. He shot 6 for 15 in the end, so 40%. But he was 2 for 3 from deep, those two being in that last two minutes of the game. He was 7 for 8 from the line and played 37 minutes. Clippers win it 125 to 114. I thought that the switching going small held up. And I also think the double teams that we threw on Cam Thomas were big time. Got the ball moving and got us in rotation. And when we're in rotation, when we got that kind of quickness out there, it can be kind of tough to beat. So Clippers win it 125-114. to 114. Coming up, going to talk about why winning these kind of games is so important when it comes to being a championship team and building those habits. Going to be talking about that coming up. I got to tell you a little something about LinkedIn Jobs. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. And LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. I got a job on LinkedIn. It was for my Rams. It was an awesome experience. So I recommend using LinkedIn even if you're, if you're hiring or if you're trying to get a job. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. 2024 has just begun. It's still, we've still got the whole year ahead of us. Time to make the right business decisions. The right team member just may take your business to the next level. All you got to do is post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MBA. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right. Clippers winning at 125 to 114. I gotta tell you, Clipper Nation, this was my favorite game of the season to go to. My previous answer, now granted, I've missed five really strong ones. Missed the OKC game. Missed the game that we beat the Nuggets. That was electric. But it wasn't even a sellout, which is weird. We've had 10 straight sellouts, by the way. 10 straight. This one was. 12-30. Against Brooklyn with no superstar. You know why? Because that era of, come see this team beat down the Clippers. And come see Kevin Garnett and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Come see, remember Ralph Lawler? I love Ralph Lawler. He used to be like, come see the stars of the NBA play the Clippers. Like, and just beat us up. Now it's, come see the superstars of the Clippers beat the other team's ass. Even though that wasn't the case in this one. Just a, a narrow win. By the way, 22-0 run to end the game. <laughs> we were down by 18. And we had a 22-0 run to end the game. My favorite game. Also, I missed the Paul George game winner against Golden State. That sucked. But let me tell you, my favorite game was the Warriors game that we beat them the second time because it was really electric. But here's the thing. 
This game was like 99% Clipper fans. I saw one Vince Carter jersey, and that was the only Nets thing I saw the whole night, the whole day. It was all Clippers, and which, which is what most games are, by the way. A contrary to popular belief from weirdos from across the world, usually Laker fans from across the world, they just want to talk a bunch of nonsense narratives because they've never even been a stable center themselves. And then, you know, that's all. The closest they're going to get is watching their games on TV. So. I'm just, I'm not trying to grill the fans of teams from other cities. I just think, don't speak on the situation about Clipper fans when you're not here. The crowd was awesome in this game for a 12-30 game. I mean, just so great. Not saying playoff-like. I've seen playoffs say playoff-like atmosphere. Hell no. That's disrespectful to the Clipper playoff crowd. (laughs) This was just a very good regular season crowd. And against the Nets, I mean... Westbrook, he just elevates the crowd. He, that's what he does. The crowd doesn't elevate him. He elevates the crowd. He gets them so engaged, so involved. He like stares at the crowd, gets them clapping. He's amazing. And let me tell you this. This is why I said at the top of the show, this may be a win we wouldn't have gotten. Because I think just from the top down, first of all, it's the star power, of course. Harden, Westbrook, Paul, Kawhi. You know, Paul George didn't have a good game. He was settling completely, just chucking up shots from deep. You know, 12 points, 7 rebounds. He did make some big shots in the fourth quarter, second half, though. Let me see what he what he did in the second half. He had 8 points and 5 boards on 3 for 7 shooting. He hit two threes, though. But in the game, he was 5 for 17. And two for seven from three. And he didn't get to the line once. So, not a very good game for Paul. But that's the beauty of this team, right? That's the beauty of having a super team. You have a James Harden. You have a Russ. You have Kawhi, who didn't even have that great of a game. But it was Russ and Harden leading the way. I mean, Russ getting to the basket, making plays, defensively good. His rebounding is just spectacular. Russell Westbrook in this game. 23 points. Nine boards. That's the more, more than anybody on the team, by the way. Six assists, one steal, one block, two turnovers, 10 for 16 shooting in 31 minutes. So, man, I can't remember the last time Russ got 30-plus minutes. Let me take a look at that, actually. That'd be an interesting exercise for me real quick. The last time he got 30 minutes was when we lost to Oklahoma City in Oklahoma City without Kawhi. So let me check when we had Kawhi. Wow. Not since we lost to Memphis in James Harden's first home game as a Clipper. That's insane. So maybe we have a blueprint for something. The big four may work if they're surrounded by another shooter. The question is, can James Harden and Norman Powell hold their own defensively enough against good teams for us to be able to do that? Kawhi Leonard's essentially playing center in that lineup. It's a little risque, if you know what I mean. But like... It worked in this game, so you got to give Ty Lue credit. It was obvious we had to go small because Cam Thomas was destroying us in the pick and roll. Drop coverage, bucket. Hedging and recovering, he was finding an open man for three. So it was tough. But here's why I think this is such a great win. you got to win the ugly games. You know, it is a Sunday afternoon. You have had a couple days rest where you're a little rusty. Kawhi Leonard not playing very well. Paul George playing poorly. James Harden having a first half where he was just taking way too long to get into everything. And Mikhail Bridges was doing a really good job on him. And you, without Zoo, of course. And you still find a way to get it done with a crazy run at the end. It's about getting these kinds of wins. That's what, it, that's what championship habits are. And you know what's funny? In the past, it feels like one of the reasons I also say that Ty Lue 
or the Clippers may have lost this game last season is because Ty Lue would have waved the white flag with five minutes left knowing him last season. I love the tenacity in which we're going for wins. And that's the beauty of it. you got to win the ugly ones. It, it's funny because people might say it's just the Nets. We've beaten just about everybody that's good this year in the West. Maybe, yeah, that's good this year in the West. Sorry, Laker fans. <laughs> Mediocre right now at best. I'm sorry. And I think that's a great segue into the next segment where I'm going to talk about the Laker game in, for, for a bit, but also just the point guard play of James Harden and Russell Westbrook. Going to be talking about that coming up. This episode of Locked on Clippers is sponsored by BetterHelp. Have you ever been in a situation where you think you just need some guidance, a way to find the best version of yourself besides just talking to a friend or a family member? Well, around New Year's, it's normal for people to be obsessed with changing themselves going into the new year. But they don't always try to get better at what they're already doing right. Maybe you finally organize one part of your space and you want to tackle another. Therapy can help you find your strengths so you can ditch the extreme resolutions and make changes that really stick. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge if you feel like the first one just isn't your cup of tea. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOnNBA. B A. I gotta tell you a little something about FanDuel, America's number one sports book. The NFL playoffs are in full effect, and we are down to Championship Sunday coming up. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use, and there's so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explore tab, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a layup. And you know what bet could be a layup? It's actually not a layup. It's probably a deep three. But it's starting to get closer to being a regular three. Clippers for the championship. I've been telling people to go on FanDuel and bet right now because the odds, I'm telling you, it's only going to become more popular. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right. Clippers winning this one 125 to 114, closing the game on a 22 to nothing run, outscoring the Nets 41 to 15 in the fourth. They're now 27 and 14 at the halfway point of the season, the exact halfway point of the season, 41 games, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. 27 and 14. Did I think that record was unachievable, unattainable? Absolutely not. It's always been about the health of Kawhi and Paul George. James Harden has absolutely helped. There's no doubt about it. He's been the third best player on the Clippers this season. But it's always been about Kawhi and Paul George. Always. Them being healthy 
is what makes this team go. It's what makes this team have a chance of winning a championship. Kawhi Leonard has played in 37 of 41 games. Paul George has played in 39. And James Harden and Russell Westbrook have played in every game they've been available for. Knocking. I am still knocking. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't want to get too crazy still. I really don't. We shot 51%. (laughs) We shot 51% in this game. The Nets shot 49%. We shot 50% from three. They shot 36%, but they actually made one more. They were 14 for 39. Clippers didn't actually shoot that many threes in this game. 13 for 26. And look, the Nets, they have some really good defensive personnel. They had Bridges on Harden, Dorian Finney-Smith on Kawhi. You know, Cam Johnson is very tall on Paul George. Nick uh, Claxton is a fantastic defender. So they're not always easy to score on. It's their offense that's not great. But they shot well from three. Clippers shot 50%, though. I love that. And then free throws. We shot 17 more free throws than them, which is awesome. 85% from the line, 28 for 33. And, you know, take your pick with the player of the game thing. James Harden or Russell Westbrook. Even, you know, Kawhi Leonard, there's something to be said about a player who's really struggling shooting the ball. And then he fourth quarter goes nuts. You know, there's so many times I saw Kobe do that where he was just off the whole game. And then in the fourth quarter, he would just go nuts. And I think one thing that really helps is having James Harden and Russell Westbrook. Especially James Harden because he's really taking the playmaking distribution away from Kawhi and has given him more fresh legs in the fourth. Now, the thing that I was nervous about when we got James in that regard was what about the defensive stuff? Will he have the legs to close because he's going to be doing more defensively? Well, Kawhi and Paul have really stepped up to the task defensively. And Russell Westbrook and James Harden have been even better than expected defensively. And of course, when Zubats was healthy, he was stellar. And Terrence, man, you know how quickly he shut it. He shut up his doubters. What a fantastic performance from him! You know, five guys in double. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, five, six guys in double figures for the Clippers in this game. PG, Kawhi, James Harden, who by the way was 24 points, five rebounds, ten assists, so double double, two steals, one block, four turnovers on six for eleven shooting. Three for six from three, nine for nine from the line. So you saw Harden, he was getting his calls in this one. We'll take that all day. Take your pick with Russell Westbrook and James Harden. Norman Powell, 12 points off the bench. By the way, Russ was a plus 22. Norm was a plus 16. Norm with 12 points, five rebounds on four for seven shooting and two for three from deep, two for three from the line. He is so damn efficient. The Brewmaster, 15 minutes, five points, made both his shots. One of them was a corner three. And Daniel Tice, I already said eight points, three rebounds, one assist, and two blocks on four for six shooting, 0 for one from three. Let me look at my notes to see if I forgot anything. Yeah, I think that's about everything that I remember from the game. Oh, they were very resistant, the Nets, to switch Cam Thomas onto... Cam Thomas and Cam Johnson on a good players like James Harden, Paul George, or Kawhi. So they would just show and recover with him. And I thought we did a good job of getting some good looks out of that. But yeah, just a lot of small ball was played in this game. A lot of small ball. But what a comeback. My favorite game of the season so far to attend. I don't think it was our best win of the season by any means, of course. I would say at New Orleans or against Denver. Some of those Sacramento performances at home 
That, that one Sacramento performance at home, really, really good. But yeah, big time win. Lakers next. That's going to be exciting. I really hope we win this time. We've lost both games to them this season, and the Clippers are just a better team, no doubt about it. But the Lakers have won three out of their last four. D'Angelo Russell's playing really well. Darvin Ham's basically coaching for his job at this point. So we got to win it. It's at the Clippers' house or on their on our floor. I won't actually. I won't actually be at the game. Um, it's a very busy day for me in terms of coaching and stuff. But yeah, so I won't be at the game, but I'll be at the next time we play the Lakers. But everybody that's going to the game, you got to be loud because you know Laker fans are going to show up in abundance. So let's do it. Big win for the Clippers. And by the way, we're 18-4 and four at home. This was my 17th game of the season. We're 5-0 and oh when I'm not there. 13-4 <laughs> when I am there. So, but I mean, 18-4? and four? We'll take that. One of the best home records we've had in a while. And that's what makes getting that two seed more imperative because I want that second round home court, especially if it's against Denver. If we have the home court against Denver, that's the way. That's the way. Big time win. Big time win. The age old. Oh, actually, no. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dime Dropper Pod. Subscribe to my own YouTube channel, Dime Dropper, where a video of the game will be out on Monday or a video of my experience of the game. It was amazing. Amazing. That comeback, I got I got so much of that fourth quarter on there. All the good parts. And remember, Locked On Clippers, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and comment how much you enjoyed the game. Was it your most was your was it your favorite win of the season? I don't know. The age old proverb continues. Go Clippers.